Welcome to the Power Women Podcast. This is Victoria Schnipps, proud publisher of the Schnipps Media Group with print, digital, events, and broadcasting programs in the New York City region, including Westchester and Long Island. So I am thrilled today to be bringing a power woman to you. I want everyone to meet Barbara Askins, President and CEO of the 125th Street Business Improvement District in famous Harlem. Hello, Barbara. Hello, Vicki. How are you today? <laughs> I'm delighted that we were able to get together and get you uh, on our podcast to be one of our power women, which you will be awarded in September as an official power woman. So I'm looking forward to that. A power woman of New York is right here, Barbara Askins. Barbara, tell me a little bit about where you grew up and any of the people that you grew up around and with that may have influenced you to be the success you are today. So great. Um, This is a good opportunity to talk about my little town. I'm from Clackamas, Louisiana. It's on the west bank of the Mississippi, opposite Baton Rouge. And I actually had several people that impacted my life, mostly my school teachers. My first grade teacher, Ms. Goldie Turner, who literally took me home on weekends and helped groom me. And my music and English teacher, Ms. Pearl Mabies Carter, who actually was responsible for me be doing my debutante. And then when I moved on to college and came to New York, I had a wonderful mentor who literally worked on environmental projects and she, her first job was flying as a pilot and she encouraged me, Barbara, make your first million, then you're on your way. So I'm always remembering all of those wonderful women. Actually, it was all women who really influenced me to get to where I am right now. And influence they did. You know, I had Mrs. Boroff, my first grade teacher, that inspired me to become a teacher. And I did become a teacher for many years. So it's very interesting how teachers have such huge impacts on our lives. So what, what from your little charming town drove you to the big city? Oh, my goodness. I, I left from there and went to Houston, literally, um, working. I was looking at becoming this Madame Curie type person, majoring in chemistry, and even went to work in that for a while. But literally, I'm really a very social person, and where I love the sciences, I also like to create. And through my whole journey, I ended up leaving chemistry, studying art and marketing. And that's what brought me to New York City because coming up here on a class trip, one person said to me, if you're really looking for what you want to do, New York is the place to find it. And that stuck with me. And so coming here, I just dove in and started trying out many different industries. Do I like this? Do I not like this? Because when you come from a small town, you don't get a chance to experience so much firsthand. And through that journey, I ended up to 125th 
read on a transportation project because I had done a lot of work with, um, you know, the environment, with transportation, facility planning. And on 125th Street in Harlem, it tied it all together, the culture of where I came from, the science part of it, the fashion, the energy, the creativity. And I said, oh, maybe this is what I'm looking for. And I settled into it and started, just literally went to work. Well, let me ask you, I know that business improvement districts are all over our city. How did the one, and they're not easy to achieve because you've got to get the landlords to agree yeah. to pay extra taxes to support it. So was the bid in place or did you help create it? No, I created it. Wow. I created it and, and it was literally um, the first, um, there may be others, but I, I haven't identified it yet, but this, it was the first business improvement district in a community of color and literally across the world. So bids have grown more than just New York City. And some of the issues we find is that, you know, it's a tax assessment district. So in communities like Harlem, you're trying to find the balance with providing social services, the arts, the culture, and the business. And a lot of it is tax exempt. And so we were able to carve out a way to where we all connected. And we actually was the first business improvement district to go through the whole process um, with zero objection across the approval process. That's so like a miracle. I, I have to stop you because I, in Bayside, where I have an office, it was torturous to get the landlords to come along. So would you think, was it the tax abatements that allowed that to happen faster? No, we, we had no tax abatements at that time. The impetus for us, and I think this is good for every community, is that we had uh, an initial project, which was a streetscape improvement project. It was $17 million worth of street improvements, improving the water main, just giving the whole area a new facelift. And so it was the impetus for creating the bid to maintain the improvements. And so we used that as a selling point. And so the next thing was that the businesses felt that if we have to receive these assessments, then we want promotion and marketing, which becomes a major part of what we do. So it's clean, safe marketing, strategic planning, you know, real estate development. That's been the way we have, you know, driven this uh, over the years. So let me ask you, I mean, you and I live uh, in bids where our businesses are. Tell the people listening, what does a bid do for the community? What does it mean to the community to have a bid in the business district? Well, particularly like a community like ours, um, you know, job creation is important. Uh, it's very important. Creating opportunities for others to participate in the growth and not just from a retail perspective, you know, looking at it as a holistic, you know, business district, you know, what type of services are needed, architects, uh, doctors, lawyers, you know, not-for-profits, the, the arts and the performance and creating experience. And so for us, you know, taking the whole business model, understanding the return on investment and connecting it to other parts of the community uh, where it is not only rewarding for the community but also make business sense and we stay in the black with, you know, our spending 
is challenging and it can only happen if the business owners participate with all of the planning of the business improvement district. And I think that's one of our successes is that we have a very active board and uh, they take a lot of work, put a lot of work into every program we do. How is this going to impact the community? Is this going to work? Have you been to the community board meetings? What are they saying? That's a part of all of our planning. Well, let me ask you this. My favorite part of the bid is that our streets get swept regularly <laughs> and they sparkle. What about you? Is that what you can use the money that you get from the city for? Uh, we use, uh, and the money comes from the owners. The city just collects it for us. But yes, over half of our budget is on clean and safe. And for 125th Street, uh, it's very challenging. We're averaging 850,000 people a month on one side of the street of one wow. corner. And so we are always looking for innovative ways to improve that delivery of service. And, and not just clean and safe, but also lack of service delivery. If a traffic signal goes out, you know, we're on it to get it back on right away. If there's flooding in the catch basins, if people fall in the street, or we need to get ambulances, working with the homeless shelters, with people who have problems on the street. It, it, it's a living, we like to say one, two, five, is alive. It's a living environment. Oh, I like that. Are, I like that. Yes. One, two, five is alive. One, two, five is alive. And there are challenges. You can look at 125th Street at 6 o'clock in the morning. It's different from 125th Street at 10 p.m. And we look at it in those different kinds of buckets so we can understand where to, you know, to bring services. Well, you know, with this terrible shootings across our country, is there any beefing up of security? I saw yesterday there was a, this terrible fear because a motorcycle backfired. People ran for their lives. So how yeah. are you preparing for, you know, your street, which is such a well-visited one with those almost million million people? Yeah. I mean, we working with the police department is uh, an ongoing situation. Um I could not do what we are doing without having the, the commanding officer's uh, cell phone number in my phone. And all of the other officers, they are an integral extension, not just the uh, police department, also sanitation. Uh, again, things are changing as new development come in. What may have been a vacant lot become a space that draw people and the police department has to reallocate their personnel and us keeping them involved. It's just, um, it's a family of people working together. It's not just the business improvement. Now, I know on a good note, you do a unique celebration. Would you talk about your wonderful parade? Oh, yes, yes, yes. We do Harlem Holiday Lights. And what Harlem Holiday Lights is about is kicking off the holiday season in um, uptown. And we do it in conjunction with Manhattan Community Board 9 and Community Board 10. And this is truly uh, an event that's bringing the community together, all facets of the community, the services, the arts and culture. We have community stage, uh, children's village. We have an illuminated float parade that follows our contractor as we light up 
125th Street, and it becomes the Sea of Lights. It's really magical. We have Marvel comic characters that are, that are here, and the borough president has a VIP reception. We have some really exciting new things that's happening this year. We don't want to reveal it right now, Vicki, but we definitely want to work with you uh, around fashion, curvy figures, lighted, um, you know, stroll. It's really uh, an event that puts a smile on everybody's face, and it brings together all those dots bring together education and health and dining and shopping and what's new and culture. This is the, we use this event to pull everyone together to showcase the best of Harlem. So let me ask you, what date should I reserve on my calendar? When does it launch? November 20th, and you're gonna be on my float. Oh, well, how much fun is that? I love it, November 20th. All right, everybody better reserve that date. What time does it kick off? Well, the parade kicks off at 7 o'clock uh, p.m. because we wait until it's dark. But there are events that start early in the morning, like Blink Fitness is going to have early morning workout at, you know, beginning at 8 o'clock. And we're going to be showing movies, historical movies, DJs spinning, children groups, our dance theater of Harlem and others who participate with us. So on the community stage, there will be performances all day. At the businesses, the businesses will also be at offering discounts uh, and having activities. So fascinating last year, Spectrum had a chocolate bar and you can come in and it was flowing chocolate and the community just loved it. So it's, it's really a good time where the businesses get to understand the community people as well. Well, I think, you know, uh, people don't realize that a bid gets to run these spectacular events, and is that all under your jurisdiction, too, to run that? It is, and we do it in the living environment. We do not close the street. And so, uh, again, we couldn't do it without the police department, uh, as well as the community board, because the community board, um, you know, is the designated legal body for community events, and we work closely with them. But it is under our jurisdiction, and what that means, you know, Vicki, that means our liability, so we have to make sure that we get it right. Well, you've been, my faith is in you. You've been doing it so well all these years, and it sounds like every year you add an ingredient to make it even more spectacular we do we do add an ingredient that is the goal that is the goal you know i told you before when we first started this we were out there decorating the cars ourselves and we realized okay it's time to get some help but over the years we have made we have made it happen and it is an event that people look forward to so you have been barbara a most extraordinary person in the community and you've built a career around your passion which is community obviously what advice would you give other women to be able to be as successful as you are well i particularly i think for women and and i can use myself it's like it was a struggle of trying to do what i was expected to do and doing what i wanted to do and so recognizing who and what you are and where your strength is. You know, everybody have their strength. And, and for me, 
I finally accepted I have the ability to solve problems. And not only that, I love solving problems. So how do I roll that into a career? Because sometimes it's not about choosing a career. It's choosing a way to let the you, yourself, your innerness live. And so that's how I do it. I always, no matter what the challenges are, I have learned to believe in myself and to hold on to my faith and don't give up. You know, I was once told by um, a sorrow, Barbara Jordan, when I played Delta Sigma Theta, give a plug for that, is that right when you feel like you're ready to quit, don't quit because that's when you're ready to move to the next level. So I think about that all the time. I think having a guiding light like Barbara Jordan, my goodness, what a powerful woman she was. And to be able to bring it to your life has been part of the thing that makes you so special. So I am so delighted to be able today to be having power woman Barbara Askins, the president and CEO of the 125th Street Business Improvement District in Harlem. Talking with you today, Barbara, has been a great delight for me. This is Victoria Schneps from Schneps Media saying, see you next time. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.